Soy, the final frontier. I am Comrade Britain. And I am Space Pocket Pat. These are the voyages of the starship USS Bootscoot Boogie, our ongoing mission to explore old episodes, both cringe and based, and to boldly go beyond all gender norms. Soy Trick the Podcast is here. One half vegan, one half queer. 100% communist. Unless we have a less leftist guest. Patrick and Britain. Talking, joking, farting and shitting. All about Star Trek. Like our buttholes, the show is wrecked. Soy Trek, the podcast is here. So listen to Soy Trek right in your ears. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Wolf Pack. It's the Wolf Pack now. With with the two sons of Wolfman Jack. Now you hear? <laughs> I'm Wolfman James, and this here, I'm Wolfman Larry. All right, Larry. <laughs> oh, Lawrence, as I call him, because he's my brother. <laughs> That's right, Wolfman Lawrence Olivier. Yep. What? That's 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 my full name. Dad gave you a strange name for a white boy. <laughs> he most certainly did, but then again, I'm a wolf man. We a wolf man. We's, you know what I'm saying? We a wolf man. Wolf men's. Mm. Wolf people. Wolf people. Wolf people. I'm not a wolf man. That's really. true. Yeah, I'm wolf person. We are James. We are wolf bodied people. Wolf. Yes. <laughs> wolf sold, wolf bodied, mm. wolf man at the full moon. Ow, 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 ow. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Um, let's, hello, Patrick. Hello, Britt. How are you? Eh, you know, I'm good. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. We talk way too much about Wolfman Jack on this program. Yeah. For, for, hey, wolf, for like a figure minute. that like no one ever understood. Like, no one of our generation knows who Wolfman Jack is. No, they have zero idea. No. Like the most recent depiction of him I've ever I've seen in recent memory, it has to be like the Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, the Weird movie. Al movie. He was yeah. yeah, Wolfman Jack. He was played by uh, uh, Jack, Jack Black. Yeah, yeah, Jack yeah. Black, who yeah. actually did a pretty great Wolfman he Jack. He did a pretty good Wolfman Jack. I really I, I enjoyed that scene except for the guy who played Pee Wee Herman, who was so dog shit awful, it oh, destroyed uh, the scene. Was that Yorma? I don't know Yorma who it Tycoon, was. Yeah. It, the, it was awful. <laughs> Yeah. It was the worst depiction of Pee Wee I've ever seen in my life. It made me uncomfortable. It was so bad. Yeah, I think that was I think that was Yorba Tacoon from um, um, The Lonely Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he did a terrible job. Yeah, he should be ashamed of his should performance. Be ashamed. Yeah. Oh, I like how you just are, you're carrying a painter's tool in your hand. Yeah, it feels like a blade. Yeah, it does actually. So that's what I use. Uh, it's like the best thing to take bubbles out of um, out of oh, stickers. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, use them. Um, we'll use something similar, mm-hmm. kind of. It's a bit smaller. Um, doesn't have a handle like this, but like uh, use it at work. All the assembly people do when they put mm-hmm. the stickers on the units. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, great. They go, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really quick. I'm like, yep. ooh, yeah, that's a smooth action. That's a smooth action. It's amazing, like how proficient I've got making stickers. I still hate, hate making stickers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, making stickers, making pins, bane of my existence. <laughs> yeah. 
I got all the pins out at once. I should have done all the stickers at once, but that would have taken like a year, mm -hmm. uh, especially with the speed of the printer. So I'm just kind of uh, doing those as I go with the merch. Hell yeah. Yeah. But you know what I love doing? Mm -hmm. Making t-shirts. Making t-shirts. Easy money. Easy, Easy money. money. Yeah, you got that really nice um, t-shirt thing. Heat press. Yeah, yeah t-shirt press. Yeah, and then I've got, uh, you makes know, it, makes, all it my, makes it fun to do. You know, all my stuff well organized here Hells so yeah. I can uh, find all of my blanks easily and... Hells yeah. I'd just be making tons of fucking shit, man. I still need to take this bunch I made today down nice. to the post office. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. 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 What's what's going on with you? You know, living life. Yeah. One day at yeah. a time. Our, our friend has just arrived in town. Yes. Uh, um, the Star Trek stripper. Yes. Uh, also known as Lucy Blue Skies. Mm-hmm. Who you might know online. Yeah. Uh, we repost good, good, their stuff a lot. Good meme account. Great meme account yeah. at the Star Trek Stripper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, they're they're uh, scouting for a place to do another iteration of Slut Trek. Yes, uh, which is their burlesque show that uh, we helped sponsor back in October of last year. I think mm -hmm. is that about right? I think so. Is that, or was it? I think it was. I think it was March. Was it? March? I don't or even April. know. Oh no, it's. Yeah, was it that? Wow, I don't even know, man. <laughs> cool. But uh, it's uh, the idea is a Star Trek burlesque show. So mm -hmm. sexy people getting getting mostly naked. Yeah. Uh, doing doing bits and, and scenes about Star Trek, which is fucking way cool. It's very cool. And I, I want to say that they said they wanted to kind of shoot for more of a Borg theme one. Ooh. Which I love the idea of. Yeah. Yeah. We love the Borg. Yeah. We do love the Borg, don't we, folks? Yeah. Yeah. Getting that, that Borgie on. Getting that Borgie on, baby. <laughs> that is a t-shirt that you could have bought, but yes. you can no longer buy. Welcome to the Borgie. Thanks, Paramount. Yeah, Paramount. I like yeah. to Paramount you and ride you <laughs> like a dog, baby. You yeah. don't ride a dog. I don't know why I said ride you like a dog. I was Some... just thinking doggy style. I was thinking... Sticking my penis in Paramount's mountainous butt. There are some like smaller primates and uh -huh. gnomes and fairy folk that do use dogs as steeds. Interesting. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. You ever Just seen those? In case. Seen those pictures of like a of like a of like a capuchin monkey, kind of like riding a has like a little cowboy outfit on, riding a, riding a riding a dog. I have seen that. Those yeah. I, I've seen videos of that, and that makes me. Uh, uh, monkey riding a dog is my favorite genre of video. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like, if if you want to cheer me up, no matter like how down I'm feeling, mm. you show me a monkey riding a dog, and I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna laugh because because that's like objectively hilarious. Yeah. Uh, as long as the dog and the monkey are both cool with it. Yeah, like, they seem like they're chill. Yeah, they seem like they're like, hey, w w uh, okay. Yeah, they're both getting something out of it. Yeah. yeah. Monkey gets to ride a dog. Dog gets to be ridden by a monkey. Yeah. God. I, I wish we had that. I wish that, like, sort of, like, symbiotic relationship actually existed naturally mm -hmm. more in nature. You know, yeah. like, you could, like, if, like, we were just, like, walking through the woods... And then we would just see like a monkey riding a dog, and that's like they weren't trained to do that. It's no, just what, it's just what, it's just what they do. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> it's mutually advantageous to them yeah. for some reason. Maybe that's how they hunt, yeah. like, or, or go foraging for berries Ugh. together. I feel like monkeys then would probably be like higher on the food chain 
probably they probably oh, it would probably i think that would be like the start of planet of the apes yeah if monkeys domesticated dogs themselves yeah yeah they would weaponize dogs against us they would definitely weaponize dogs yeah they'd figure out how to communicate <laughs> with dogs better and like raise a dog army that's true like we mm -hmm. have that barrier where they like, would eat our, us in our sleep baby yeah like our our higher minds almost separate us from the natural world mm -hmm. but where as a monkey like it can just like it has that sort of more primal understanding and connection with the dog so they could they could form it would be basically like the navi riding one of their steeds mm -hmm. like the the monkey and the dog could connect their tails and be one oh i like this idea yeah yeah, yeah and be one because mm -hmm. that's like their central balance point for both of them yeah it's true yeah so yeah, it is like a chakra man Wow. The tail is a chakra dog. The tail is the chakra. Oh, dog. and that's the thing. We need to <laughs> extend our chakra because we lost the tail, man. We did. And that's why we can't connect to a dog the same way a monkey can. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is uh this is new age talk. <laughs> yeah, this is new age. We're uh we're talking about vitamins, we're talking about minerals. We're talking about ghosts in your bones. Have you uh, have you ever been haunted skeletally? Uh, several times, um, I was walking the other day, mm -hmm. my ankle started acting up. Oh, no. Turns out there was a Civil War general in there. He was it, mad. It was, a, it was, um, and, and it was not one from the North, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, no. He was putting some bad vibes mm -hmm. in my ankle. It was vibrating through my toes. I could not walk properly. <laughs> Did he make your ankle racist? A little bit. Oh no. I had to I had to seek out a holistic exorcism. Mm. Like we burned sage, we burned rosemary. We reminded him that the mm -hmm. South indeed lost. The Confederate flag exists today, not as a symbol of of their of their success and wins. But of Dukes of Hazard. Of Dukes of Hazard. After showing him some Dukes of Hazard episodes mm -hmm. and burning the sage, he freely left on his own volition. My ankle was free once again. Good to know. Good to know. But, yeah, but we'll, we'll we'll take that with us on our blessed day today. Yeah, just just you have to remind remind yourself that when doing a holistic exorcism, you have to get inside the mind. You have to put yourself in the place of the phantom. That's inhabiting your bones. Yeah. Otherwise, you cannot properly exercise that demon. God. What what cure, if any, do you think there is to a bone haunting? What cure? What cure? Mm. Is there a cure? Is there just a treatment? It's just treatment. Like just as treatment. long as once a ghost first inhabits your bones, mm -hmm. that that those bones are open for continual habitation by spirits from the nether realms my oh my so like so you'll have to buy several subscribe to several holistic essential oils like uh -huh. like i ha i'm part of an mlm currently i am more than welcome to bring people down my downstream is that marxist leninism maoism yes it is okay an mlm good to yes, know yes good to know. yes yes just just that's what it means if, if you ask but i am part like it's not it's not it's not a pyramid scheme i call it a triangle trick like it but if you go on my downstream and buy the essential oils from me directly it will help you with your ghost bones triangles are the most powerful shape they are and they, they are, have brought so they are, much 
to my existence and to my chakras. And to your chakras. To my chakras. Mm -hmm. You have to worship all the chakras. You have to. They're not going to worship you back. No. Yeah. Geometric shapes are very are are. They are the they are. The great holistic shapes. That guide our existence. Absolutely. At least I think that makes sense. <laughs> In the words of the legendary band Kiss. Mm. Lick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look it up. <laughs> um, so uh, go to our uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. It's patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. You get uh, episodes early. Mm -hmm. um, you get them, um, I don't know, in better quality. Mm -hmm. You get them, um, I don't know, you get to vote on what episodes we do, and that's yeah. what episode we're doing this week. Yeah. Uh, it's one y'all voted on called... Uh, the Next Generation, episode 17 of season five, The Outcast. Yeah. They've been picking all the good episodes. Yeah, yeah. They've been picking the controversial episodes and yeah. the good ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm down with it. Um, yeah. I, I love this episode. Yeah, this episode fucks. Yeah. Uh, not going to lie. Um, so this one first aired on March 16th, 1992. I got too relaxed there for some yeah, after doing the relaxed guy impression. I was just it's like, "It's very contagious." Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> maybe it's good for me, but I don't want that energy yeah, in my yeah. life. No, I know. we got to keep up the energy for the people here. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me snort that Red Bull. <laughs> do it. Do it. I'm gonna do some Adderall. <laughs> I already did Adderall. Oh, I have the time released one. So oh, hell's yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, this episode, um, first aired on the 16th of March, 1992. It's the 116th episode of TNG and the 224th episode of Star Trek overall. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, the outcast was written by Jerry Taylor, mm. who you probably know as the, uh, next generation season seven showrunner. Mm -hmm. Also the Voyager showrunner for the first four seasons. Mm. Um, so she's like legendary mm -hmm. in Star Trek. One of the one of the big like five people creatively that really shaped Star Trek as a whole mm -hmm. in uh you know the nineties. Uh next we have uh this one's directed by Robert Shearer. Mm -hmm. Shearer, uh pretty legendary Star Trek director, uh has directed thirteen episodes overall. Um including eleven of TNG, including Measure of a Man. Legacy, True Q, Chain of Command Part 1, and Inheritance, uh, and also an episode of DS9 and two episodes of Voyager. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's directed a lot of the good episodes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we open on a captain's log from Captain Picard. Captain's log, Stardate 45614.6. We have been contacted by an androgynous race called the Janai. So it's, it's kind of funny that he opens it up. That's his, that's his qualifier. Yeah. yeah. He He's like, <laughs> we've been talking to this gay dude. <laughs> yeah. Talking to the gayest dude I've ever met in my life. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, we've been uh, contacted by an androgynous race called the Janai to investigate the mysterious disappearance of one of their shuttlecraft. 
We go to the bridge of the Enterprise, and Data announces that they're reaching the co coordinates, and the shuttle is nowhere to be found. Scans find no shuttle, no debris, and it's simply gone. They're picking up a neutrino emission with no visible source, and they launch a probe to investigate, but a few moments later, it too vanishes without a trace. Yeah. Boom! Gone! Magic! <laughs> magic! And Data's like, ta-da! <laughs> this is my new magic trick, Captain. What the fuck, Data? Watch me put it in my space pocket. <laughs> it just disappears. Data, stop putting things in your space pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Data discovers his asshole. Uh, he calls it lore. Yeah, it's lore. Because yeah. it's the dark side of Data. <laughs> it's the brown side. brown side. Do you think Data's butthole's brown? No. You think it's white and like perfect? I think it's. Oh, I think it's like an off-white. Okay, so it's yeah. it's more like a beige. Yeah, kind of eggshell. Eggshell. Yeah, yeah. Sea sail, you might say. You know. Yeah. Uh, I'll get some color swaths for you, and I'll show you yeah. next time. Yeah, I'll just go like, give me all your all the all the whites. Let me just like. <laughs> oh, you're gonna you're gonna be painting a house. Mm. Uh, <laughs> a room. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever watched Star Trek? Oh, you're gonna color you're gonna color coordinate Data's butthole, aren't no, you? Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Well get in line. <laughs> <laughs> There's the this, it's a roped off section <laughs> yeah. that says Data's butthole line. Yeah. Just a bunch of dudes yeah. in their forties. Yeah, in their forties. Wearing flannel. All holding all holding the color palettes. Yeah. Just like just like and but it's got most and they're all wearing like kind of like trench coats and sunglasses and big hats. <laughs> uh yeah. So um we get the uh, opening credits at 140 here. Mm. Pretty immediate. Yeah. Very, very fast cold opening. Yeah. It's just like, yep, we got this androgynous race and we got a space pocket. Mm hmm. Yeah. Something's disappeared. Something disappeared. So uh, we come back to another captain's log. Uh, there's like three or four captain's logs in this episode, which is a lot for an episode. Yeah. I mean, it's like. Patrick Stewart doesn't have a lot to do in this episode. That's it's, true. It's mostly a Riker episode. It, it definitely is a Riker episode. Yeah, he does have like he does have like basically one scene towards the end. But yeah, he yeah. has a scene with Riker. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um. So another captain's log. Captain's log supplemental. The sudden disappearance of our probe suggests that we may have found the first instance of what's called null space, an anomaly which until now has been only theoretical. Commander Riker has been working around the clock with a team of Janai specialists to formalize this hypothesis. Uh, there's a pocket of null space, space pocket, uh, that's discovered in the system, which until now has been considered only theoretical. Believing the missing shuttle to be trapped inside the pocket, Riker and Soren of Janai devise a rescue plan. And it's like when they see each other, it's on sight. Yeah, they eye fucking. Wreckers is like, oh hell's yes. Yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't know what this is, but I want its holes. He's just like, looks like it's a Wrecker episode. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be funny if like, if Riker is semi-aware that he's in a TV show. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, giving me something to fuck. Yeah, and, and he just Riker looks episode. over to the camera, gives a wink. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, writer. <laughs> I know what you're here to see. <laughs> By God, Riker's going to deliver. <laughs> uh, Soren insists on being involved in the rescue mission, as Soren is a good pilot, mm -hmm. good flyer. Uh, Riker replies that he is also a good pilot, 
and suggests they team up and they go to the shuttle bay aboard the Enterprise D to review the shuttle Magellan systems. Riker's horniness for them is palpable. Yes. He is ready. He is. He, yeah, he, he does do a lot of like very overt flirting in this episode. He it's does. Really funny. It, and it's like, yeah, he he wants that they them pussy. He do. He need to, he needs to experience it. Yes. He's like, I wonder <laughs> what the holes are like without a gender. I need I need to know. It's very important and special to me. Yeah, when he hears about the huskies, it's like a husk. Uh, uh, excuse me? <laughs> like, can you stick things in you can. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> but you're saying it's a it's it's a moist husk. <laughs> I don't I don't even know how that'd work, but Yeah. All the talk of the husk. I wanted to see the husk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, working closely with the Enterprise crew, and Riker in particular, Soren reveals himself to be curious about the differences between males and females. In 10 Ford... Uh, and is, I was like, wondering if, like, does Soren bring this up with every meeting? Because, like, since they're warp-capable species, does Soren bring this up with every, like, species they meet? I... I I don't know. Uh, they're definitely like, I mean, it like, goes into that. Yeah, they're they already are kind of like curious, mm-hmm. like, and you know, and but yeah, I just I was thinking about that. Like, I mean, as a warp capable species, you probably meet like those species all the time. But right, it is interesting. Like, I mean, most species that we see are like humanoid and do have male and female. Yeah, um, which I feel like I feel I do feel like this episode. Yeah, like explore something that would I think would be more common mm-hmm. once we become space space range species and start meeting other species. Like they won't have that sort of like binary that we have. Right. Like it will it'll definitely be more complex. Or yeah, that'd be, be awesome like if we met an alien that has like seventeen different genders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were all like very difficult to explain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'd be completely beyond our comprehension, mm-hmm. but culturally and and uh or 17 different sexes rather yeah 17 different yeah, yeah, sexes yeah. and but like but to like yeah because like we kind of almost like come into like yeah different kinds of like procreation mm-hmm. in star trek a lot you know like the people who like procreate with like they you know use dead bodies yeah to put their to and to put to to grow a new person but yeah i i also have tried to <laughs> You've create also- a new body <laughs> yeah. with, with a dead yeah. being but but uh, but this is but this specifically like also refers to yeah just solely to their gen- to gender and, mm-hmm. and sex as yeah. as like an I feel that's more interesting it should be explored more within Star Trek yeah and they kind of did it in discovery I mm-hmm. mean they did the they did the 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 gray and um uh Ad, no, oh gosh, I forgot their name. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> I know you're talking about Adira. 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 Yeah, that sounds Adira. that sounds right. Um, yeah, that I don't I don't love that storyline. Mm-hmm. I don't those characters. I don't know. They're they're fine. Yeah. But like the stories they give them, kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's whatever. After season two of Strange New Worlds, I'm like, uh, or sorry, of, of uh, Discovery. Of Discovery. I was like, eh. Yeah. And I've watched season three. I haven't watched season four yet. I, I started on it, but I haven't watched through it. Mm. 
I've heard mixed things. Some, a lot of people, there's like two types of people who've watched just all of Discovery. Mm-hmm. People who say it gets progressively better up through the end of season four, and people who say it gets progressively worse from season one. I am the latter. Yeah, I think, yeah, I watched season four, and I'm like, I could have taken it or leaving it. Like, I was kind of like, didn't feel like I was watching anything, mm-hmm. honestly. Just, I just felt that it was just happening. Yeah, it, I didn't connect to anything like because like you look at an episode like this, mm-hmm. where it is just so story driven. It's very slow moving. Mm-hmm. Like the scenes, there's very little action. It's kind of a soap it. opera episode. Yeah, very soap. And like you have, it's just, it's just dr- like two. Most, like it's mostly every scene's mostly just Riker and Soren mm-hmm. discussing like their cultures, uh, sexuality. Mm-hmm. And in a very just like in a very you know curious and just like exploratory way, yeah. Where it just seems it just feel just two people having that conversation that's very, that's very interesting, and it it captivates you. You hold yeah. your attention. Like I was just I was like the entire time I was watching, I was like, God, I love I love this Star Trek, because you're you're watching like an exploration, like and and you know really you know when they talk, you know obviously they're talking about ourselves you know mm-hmm. real real life but you know you have this like you know to an alien talking with like a spaceman about this yeah and it's just it's just it's just fun to follow along and just and you just have this like fascinating story and and just like uh, drama between two people and then where it's like you know as you said season four is just like special effects mm-hmm. things exploding I'm just like you know it just it just washes over me my brain doesn't even like yeah absorb it as yeah as whereas like I, I don't know like this yeah i remember s- several specific conversations from mm-hmm. this episode and it's been like maybe a couple of years since i've watched this episode but like yeah. i still remember like where they were and like the beats of the episode mm-hmm. um as, and like memorable lines and, like tell and, me about your genitals <laughs> yeah tell me about your genitals and then the one thing about like uh how like who leads when you dance mm-hmm. and then it's like uh well the taller of the two partners and i was like hell yeah and Riker's <laughs> like hell yeah tall boys are top boys, <laughs> tall boys. Uh, beat me down baby <laughs> i'm gonna lead every single dance motherfucker yeah that's what he meant by dancing yeah. it's like who t- who tops yeah who tops <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um so at the end of their conversation, uh, Krite arrives, and Krite's obviously evil. Yeah. Uh, and Soren decides to leave. Suddenly, more formal as <laughs> they bid Riker good night. So mm-hmm. as soon as Krite arrives, they're like, "Oh, well, it was nice to meet you, Commander Riker. Mm-hmm. Bye bye." She's or they're they're so horny for him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the first kind of hints also mm-hmm. like any discussion of gender is sort of is a forbidden topic oh. within their society and yeah. oh. just like have to be you know talk in hushed mm-hmm. whispers about it you know? yeah and maybe we should have a conversation about like how should we gender this person in this episode mm. should we call shoren she because until she was put on trial yeah she wanted to be you know a she mm. uh she she her as far as i know yeah i mean they didn't have a explicit conversation about pronouns but and and yeah they don't really go into like you don't actually get to see the actual deprogramming Mm -hmm. that soren unfortunately goes through at the end right right but like so it's hard to say whether they you know was was it something like an invasive like sort of like 
you know, brainwashing? Mm-hmm. Or was it like, did they just, you know, they kind of leave that open. Like, was did they just talk to Soren? Yeah, <laughs> you right, know, it's right. just like, because it's not, because it's almost like the inverse of what we have, where we have mm-hmm. like the, you know, um, we had uh, gay deprogramming, you know, right. uh, camps and and uh, and and the United States and stuff, where it's kind of like, you know, where they force you to be, you know, straight, where they kind of just like, you know, under. You know, they force you to hide yourself. And, they force and you to if, hide yourself. If you are gay, they try to make you asexual, basically. Yeah, they they basically do it under threat of violence and just like and brainwashing, and so it's like hard to and yeah, so it is kind of like the inverse. But yeah, they don't really go into what they actually did to Soren at the mm-hmm. end to make them true, true. But we'll get we'll get there. So next we have a third captain's log already in the episode. Damn. Captain's Log Supplemental, Commander Riker and the Janai pilot, Soren, have set out to chart the Null Space Pocket. If they are successful, we can proceed with the rescue attempt. Mm-hmm. What do you think that Space Pocket do? Oh, we all know what that Space Pocket do. Oh, you think it's <laughs> wet and gushy? You think it's mushy-nushy? I think so. You think it's mushy-nushy? <laughs> I have you on record saying it's mushy-nushy. Yeah. Yeah, you can, quote, you can quote me on that. I will. I will. I'll play it back. Um, so, Riker and Soren begin charting uh, the Null Pocket, Space Pocket. Mm-hmm. While working, Soren bluntly, bluntly asks about human sexual organs and acts. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are what's what's your what's your dick do? <laughs> and Riker's just like, what? Ain't no one ever said it like that. Um, yeah, Riker's like, uh, this typically isn't normal conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? Um, yeah, it made Riker blush. Yeah, yeah. Riker, for uncomfortable for the first time in fucking history. Yeah. Man who's never uncomfortable explains the process, and Soren describes the process for the Janai, describing it as less risky. Mm-hmm. While Riker comments, it seems to be less enjoyable. <laughs> Damn, Riker, you got him. Um, also, Riker, Riker doesn't know. Riker doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. He, he don't know what that they them pussy do. But he curious. He yeah. he curious. Yeah, once 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 yeah once we're in here talks about the husks. Mm-hmm. Ooh. He can't get enough of the husk, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, so sorry. I just, imagine like a bird's nest for some reason. It's like a bird's. Imagine a fleshy bird's nest you can fuck. Yeah. And you're gonna just curl your dick up in it. And Riker's like, "Keep going, I'm keep, almost finished." Keep going. Keep going, I'm almost finished. Keep going, I'm almost finished. Um. So, Soren disagrees with this, as the mating process is a long process, mm. replete with variety and invention. She assures Riker mm-hmm. it is quite enjoyable. <coughs> Soren then recounts the Janai history of evolving from a ma- male-female divide, which is interesting. Yeah. Suddenly, the shuttle's engine is damaged, and they retreat back to the Enterprise together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where, like, uh, so, like, um, Soren's hitting the head. Yeah. 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 Cool. Soren's hitting the head all right. <laughs> Riker's head oh. with her tongue. The I mean, head of his penis. I'm hitting the head about. like they just went to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Going to hit the head. 
Soren is taken to sickbay to recover. While there, she strikes up a conversation with Dr. Crusher about the sexes. Mm -hmm. Crusher tells Soren that men and women are considered equals. Riker arrives and asks if Soren can continue, and Crusher agrees, but tells her to return to sickbay if she starts to exhibit any symptoms. Mm. What do you think she means by symptoms? Uh, dizziness. Dizziness. Uh, lightheadedness. lightheadedness. Yeah. Very much with concussions. Yeah. Want, wanting to get on Riker's bounds. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a symptom of being a humanoid. Yeah, being, that's true. I think. <laughs> so, meanwhile, over at a poker game, Worf is bother, bothered by the genderless Janai, and yeah. he just goes, like, full-on transphobe here. And he's also, yeah, also very misogynistic, too, mm -hmm. where he's like, hmm twos ones and sixes wild that's a woman's game yeah <laughs> it's just like he's like yeah yeah because <laughs> he's like yeah like a warrior's game or a man's There's game does no, not have wild cards yeah, yeah and <laughs> yeah and beverly's like i literally just spent i just told uh, a genderless person from mm -hmm. a, from another race that that are that we are enlightened that you know the sexes are equal and now here you are Worf. <laughs> yeah Worf is such <laughs> Worf fucking sucks all over i mean he kind of has a redemption later but it's yeah. only because he's like bros help bros out <laughs> yeah and I'm yeah like, it wasn't really yeah it wasn't like he, i actually agree with anything yeah, yeah. Worf, Worf, Worf didn't empathize with soren no at all he did not give a fuck Worf, Worf was just like I hear you're about to go on an ass-kicking adventure. I want to come to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I don't want to be left out. He definitely so, didn't. Thank you for helping me go save my twink, Worf. <laughs> I, don't care. I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, no, just uh, bro's got bro's to help in a fight. You yeah, know? bro's got to help in a fight. You need someone there in a fight, I'm there for your fight, dog. Yeah. That's all I want to do. That's why I joined Starfleet. <laughs> they said they had fights. I'm not seeing many fights. Now all I do is, like, I fucking, like, watch watch uh jazz all day yeah <laughs> play poker yeah this, this is, sucks <laughs> this sucks this is like what firemen do yeah <laughs> yeah when's the chili cook off yeah um yeah but uh wharf is a transphobe here and fuck yeah. wharf but i mean wharf does wharf does like wharf fuck wharf yeah he doesn't end up marrying trans worm though he does and yeah uh, so fuck Worf and tng i guess yeah people change and he does have a big redemption arc yeah Worf Worf really becomes like a better character and he does become life. a hobie yeah definitely becomes a homie and i think jedzia dax is a huge part of that yeah all credit to jedzia <laughs> So, uh, on a shuttle, Soren reveals to Riker that the Janai consider it a criminal perversion for the Janai to identify as either male or female, but Soren admits to having secretly identified as female <laughs> since childhood and having had relationships in secret with those who identify as males. She's a super straight. Yeah. She's a super straight. Yeah, that's why I was thinking it is funny that this does seem like, you know, every, every right-wing winger is like... Um, paranoid nightmare fantasy mm -hmm. where it's just like 
yes, our children, our children are being are being brainwashed and prosecuted if they decide to be straight. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is what Daily Wire tells you is happening in schools. Yes, and this is this is unfortunately, I think, why a lot of homeschooling is happening now. Yeah, I mean, homeschooling has always happened with you know the weird kids. I mean, but it's not their fault that they're weird kids. It's their parents' fault that they, like, socially isolate them Mm -hmm. in order to give them what they think is an education, which is oftentimes not really a great education. No. I mean, you know, if if there's good curriculums now to where you can do good online homeschooling, but it, Mm -hmm. like, actually requires, like, buy-in from both a parent and a kid. Yeah. And a lot of times it's like, you know, they just buy them a curriculum from, like, a right-wing grift. Yeah. You know, you there is this, yeah. I mean, there is a sort of test they take, but mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah. They and especially now, it's like getting becoming more popular um, the choice for people who are like totally driven by ideology and this mm-hmm. belief that schools have become, um, you know, where they're just transing all the kids. They <laughs> are transing the kids. <laughs> yeah. All of the schools. That's, all of the schools. That's part of our agenda. Yes. The trans agenda. <laughs> trans to, agenda. To queer the schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. it's but it's mostly just like yeah, just paranoid insanity, just mostly just used to try to further defund our public education to mm-hmm. a point where it'll just be completely non-existent <laughs> to a certain point. I mean, it'll exist in some capacity, but it's just mostly be charter schools. So you know, it'd be another thing you have to pay for. Yeah, that's if Bill Gates gets his way. Yeah. Look up Bill Gates and his connection to charter schools because it's really fucked up. Bill Gates yeah. does a lot of fucked up shit that people don't really know about. Yeah, I mean, he's, and I think that's one reason why, like, you know, people like him and Bezos, like, really invest in, like, um, media. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel, oh, yeah. because, yeah. like, to whitewash their image. Like, yeah. if you, if you fund NPR, if you give them, like, $3 million, every liberal will think you're a saint. Yeah. And and you can see that like where before he like started investing in, in media enterprises like mm-hmm. everyone fucking hated Bill Gates. <laughs> like there's that famous clip of him getting pied in the face and freaking out. That was cool. It was very cool. And whoever did that based. Yeah. Based as fuck. Yeah, if you're still I'm not up, I'm not sure about that. It could be a really bad person, but, but the, that action based as fuck. <laughs> gets the soy track approval hell yeah but yeah like yeah you can kind of see that like where it's because people hated that motherfucker he was a piece of shit he fucking was is is. he's like he like he destroyed like any sort of like um technological like utopia we could have had with Mm -hmm. like any sort of like free sharing software and everything else yeah and he just put a stop to that now he's just like now if you ask people about bill gates they'll be like I mean, now it's like kind of like there's been kind of. It depends on who you talk to, because like you know, every uh, right wingers hate him. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, the vaccinations. (laughs) Uh, A lot of people on the left hate him. Yeah, liberals still love him. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can go like we can in Seattle. You can literally walk by like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Oh yeah, you can you can graffiti it if you want. You can graffiti it, and you can you can write something like. Bill Gates is friends with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> but if you go outside, there's just like all these statues of like um, food bags that he mm-hmm. supposedly provided to Africa and stuff. And cool. so it's just like kind of just like out there in the open. You just walk by and yeah, it'll be like, oh, that 
Bill Gates is a humanitarian. Yeah. yeah. It's weird all the same places that he funds are, like, still impoverished. Yes, yeah, that's that very is. strange. Yeah, yeah. And they're also very rich in the mineral and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and minerals he needs to build computers. Yeah, it's weird how, like, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the places that seem to be doing the best uh, economically and growing the most are the places that are aligned with China. Mm-hmm. Weird. Very strange. Very strange. <laughs> wonder why that would happen. And people are saying like, uh, oh, China is just like being predatory towards them. Oh, and America's not. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're operating them a better deal. Yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah, better infrastructure, better technology yeah. for like, you know, yeah, less, you know, than we're charging, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Oh, yeah. Yep. <sighs> End of empire, brother. Yeah, How do you feel about it? Yeah. Should, we was, should learn Chinese. Start start yeah. soy trek in Chinese. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll learn yeah. We'll we'll just have to learn to like spare us presidency. Yeah, we will. President G, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll pretty we'll, cool. We'll, a lot, lot cooler than Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah, genocide Joe. Yeah, like he, j- fucking Joe Biden hasn't made a single cool city ever. No, no, G. Tons of cool cities. Tons of cool cities. Tons of fucking cool cities. Trains. So many trains. Public transportation. My motherfucker. Every time I'm in traffic, I'm just like, I wish I was on a motherfucking train right now. Yeah. Speeding safely to my location mm-hmm. instead of having to be stuck in this motherfucking goddamn traffic. Yeah. I can't keep my uh, my gun in my glove box because I would blow my brains out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you feel me. I feel you. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, on the shuttlecraft, Soren reveals to Riker that the Janai consider it criminal to identify as male or female, but admits to having identified as female since she was child. Soren says she finds Riker attractive mm-hmm. and is interested in starting a relationship with him. Hells yeah. Yeah, which is taking it a little fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little fast, but he's kind of into it. But also, it's like, yeah, I mean, that could be how Soren's culture is. Yeah, yeah. They're just, they're just very... Kind of, just, kind of, kind of autistic coded, which is cool. Yeah, a little bit yeah. autistic coded. They're just like, you know what? Like, I like what you, I like what you, everything you got there, Riker. Would you like to have a relationship? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> doesn't mean getting some of that they them pussy. <laughs> and she's like, I just told you, it's a she her pussy. And he's like, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. He's like, all right. And she's like, it's actually an enormous dick <laughs> and just pulls out the sloppiest meat hog he's ever seen he's like daddy likes salami <laughs> yeah record doesn't give a fuck he's like oh, a pepperoni <laughs> he's just like brave new worlds baby mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> where no man has gone before yeah mm-hmm so, uh, Jordy LaForge approves the shuttle's launch, and, and they had very mm, rare Jordy beard. Uh, that's true, uh, which he was allowed to uh, grow for his wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, not, I guess, only three episodes with a Jordy beard. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, wild. Uh, and he looks great with it. He does, uh, but yeah. apparently Rick Berman didn't want him to have it because Rick Berman's a cuck. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's like we can't have two guys with beards on this. On this I think you, this if show. they both look good with beards, yeah, you definitely can. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, they both look great with beards. Why yeah, they're not? both male character. Like it's the future. 
Anyone can have a beard if they want. Yeah. And you know, someone deciding to suddenly have a beard, that's cool too. Yeah. Who cares? We're not gonna, he's, he's he's incredibly recognizable. He's mm -hmm. the guy with the giant visor on. Yeah. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna be like wait is that Riker or Jordy? <laughs> yeah. I can't tell because of the beard. Yeah, and they're they're different. He's color. a black man with a visor yeah. on. They're both wearing different colored uniforms. Right. And... Like he's much like Riker's like a foot straight taller than <laughs> yeah. him. Like, come on. I will say Jordy is also wearing like one of the bad uniforms. Like that he has, is like, with the, the zipper in the back. Yeah, yeah the really it's, it's bad really zipper. cheap looking. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was like, by season five, why do they still have that? I don't know. That's a good question. It I was bad because, like, I feel like like he'd since been out of those. Like, I wonder, mm -hmm. like, I wonder why they brought it back for this one scene. I don't know. That was I thought that was very weird. Maybe they didn't have anything else that fit him, or it was uh, in the cleaners or something. Yeah, so that could just be. Like, yeah, used used two seasons ago as uniform. I did hear like all the uniforms did stink really bad. Oh, I bet they did because I like bet. they're like. Uh, oh, let's describe what we think each person's <laughs> uniform smelled like at the end of season seven. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, let's I'm go guess, for, like, for Picard first. Well, I'm gonna guess like they just smelled like gym bags, like really old, uh -huh. like. If you, you know, have you ever left like gym clothes and you're in a bag? James clothing, long? huh? Yeah, James, James clothing. clothing, James yeah. clothing. <laughs> if you left James clothing in a bag, in a bag, and then you take them out, that bag's still gonna stink like this. Mm -hmm. Those James clothes and <laughs> James, James clothing, <laughs> James clothing, <laughs> James clothing, and and I bet it just smelled like just yeah, an old smelled like an old gym locker room. That's what I'm gonna guess. Wow. <laughs> yeah uh i mean I'm, I'm sure they did i'm sure some people smelled better than others i'm sure mm. marina sirtis's i feel after seven seven years marina sirtis's probably smelled the best because she only wore it for the fucking chain of command episodes and that's true <laughs> yeah and then she's like well i get get, well, I'll get, I'll get back at the purple I'm, or I'm, I'm wondering also if maybe they reuse like another another person's like um uh, like uh, the one, um, uh, was it Nurse Dakota? That her name? Mm. You know, um, Beverly's nurse or don't other know. fellow doctor. Yeah, yeah. Because I wonder if they just use another person's blue uniform. We're just like here. Could no. You're you're the same size. Wear this. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of that because I mean they couldn't even afford a new uniform for Riker on uh, Generations. And that is so insane. To that me. is insane. Like on a multi-million dollar production. They couldn't get one guy his own custom costume. One of the stars. Yeah, I, yeah, I was. Yeah, you think like also especially for a movie, mm -hmm. they would just all new uniforms across the board. Yeah, like brand spanking new uniforms. You yeah, you wouldn't even have to reuse any of the ones from the TV shows. Yeah, you want to you want to show off like yeah. in a movie like mm -hmm. your budget and I don't know. Yeah. It's wild. I I wonder where all the budget went. Uh, that scene of the Enterprise crashing to that planet. Yeah, probably. Paying Malcolm McDowell. Yep, yep. Malcolm <laughs> McDowell probably took a big chunk of that. Mm -hmm. It was big back in the 90s, baby. Yeah. Tank Girl. Mm -hmm. uh. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Tank Girl, yeah. Uh, so, Jordy LaForge, with a beard, approves the shuttle's launch, and they head out, noting they have a short time before the shuttle is completely drained of energy by the Null Pocket. Mm -hmm. Space Pocket. Space Pocket. Fortunately, they find the Taurus Mern and the life signs aboard it, but the two crew members are unconscious. This is the shuttle they were looking for mm -hmm. in the beginning. Which, which also blows me away. Like, you think with this pocket in space where, you know, it just drains your energy, mm -hmm. 
there there's there should be like a million different ships in there from like hundreds of years true there probably should be or or also like space debris of some kind like a meteorite or anything that's going flying through space with some velocity do you, do you think it only preys on things with like energy though it could be that's why that's what i was thinking like mm-hmm. why whether it wouldn't be also other spaceships in there yeah it's like they go in and it's like one only one other ship mm-hmm. yeah very 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 interesting i wish it appeared more in more episodes yeah you want more space pocket episodes but yeah but really it was just like the the problem they had to deal with while dealing with this other thing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah. Like the like the gender problem is or gender thing is more important than the space pocket. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, the space pocket does seem pretty dangerous. It doesn't seem like a seem like a like a cool science thing. You think mm. like afterwards, like they probably have to set up like a space like a space station right in front of it. Mm-hmm. Probably probably have scientists going in and out of it. I'm sure they would. Yeah. 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 Cause if it's something anomalous enough to where they have to make an episode of TNG about it, they yeah. probably study it some more. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, where were we here? So after a brief fight with power drains, uh, they successfully <coughs> beam the two people from the Taurus Mern into the shuttle, then to sick bay. Crusher says they should be all right and orders Dixolin which you know what that should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's fentanyl. It's fentanyl. It's fentanyl. Crite <laughs> uh, immediately thanks Riker and invites them all to the planet that evening to celebrate with them. At the celebration, Riker takes a moment to sit at a bench outside to breathe, and Soren meets him, ready to go. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. She ripping, she roaring, <laughs> she wet, and she whoring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they do. They do like they share like a little bit of coded speech there. Mm-hmm. It's like, would you like this? This planet has many different kinds of plants. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's, and Riker's and like, he's like, yeah, like your pussy lips. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. He's like, I've always had an interest in exobiology. Yeah, the exobiology <laughs> line is amazing. It is like the horniest delivery. Of, it is like no one could say, and also no one can deliver that line in a sexy way. So, so, uh, other than Jonathan Frakes, Jonathan Frakes is so good at it. He's yeah. just got that like commanding thing, and he and he he, so, he, make, he sounds like yeah, he definitely is just like yeah, like I am th- like this. I'm saying this in the horniest way possible, and mm-hmm. you are picking up what I'm putting down. Yes, but if you, if you heard anyone else say like I'm interested in X biology, trying to do it in a sexy way, they'd be like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's like get it's like get creeped out. I'm interested in X biology. <laughs> Yeah, credit credit to Jonathan Frakes. No, he's sexy as fucking. Yeah, here. he's he's ready to go. Yeah. His dick is hard. It's tucked up in his pants. <laughs> he's trying not to jizz a little. And she, yeah, you see her. She's and she's just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go. Let, let's go look at it. Let's go look at the plants. Yep, plants. <laughs> plants. Um, Soren asked Riker if he would <laughs> like to look at the plant life, and he he would. Riker smiles at her and says that he would as he has always been interested in exobio- uh, yeah. exobotany. Uh, while strolling through the forest, Soren notes some of the plants to Riker. But then, a romantic mood strikes him. Yeah. Riker like, gently pulls Soren close to him and begins to kiss her. Mm-hmm. It's pretty gay. Yeah. Pretty gay. Yeah, which, you know, I think have we talked about yet about how originally Jonathan Frakes wanted a male yeah. actor in this Yeah, Jonathan Frakes requested a male actor. Yeah. 
which is uh, and said that uh, it was sad that they were too afraid not to cast a male in the yeah. role because it would have said a lot more yeah well it wasn't just like like everyone involved in the production was too scared it was one person in particular rick berman yeah. <laughs> scared of say, thinking like yeah a male on male kiss would be unpalatable mm-hmm. even though like it would be interesting yeah to have like a cis male actor playing like a person that wants to be a you know yeah so, like so, like says they identify as a woman mm-hmm. that would have been i think that that probably would have been like too revolutionary <laughs> For 1992, yeah. <laughs> and like almost. Oh man, Riker <clears throat> likes girl dick, doesn't he? <laughs> Riker want that sissy dick. Riker want that girl dick. But yeah, that but, but imagining that that being actually played by a cis male actor, I think mm-hmm. it would have really elevated this material even more, and kind of just like brought in like yeah, just. It would have said something about trans culture and gay culture, I think, at that time. Yeah, and it was. This episode it was saying a lot about trans culture very early. Yeah. But yeah, it's like it's very, very fascinating. Yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah. Um, so after this, we have maybe my favorite scene in the episode. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the poly discussion. Yeah. So Riker goes to discuss the forming of his relationship with Soren with uh, with Troy. And she's and also doing something very weird that's not part of, not doesn't come up in the rest of the episode at all. What was that? She's like looking at the box that her, that her mom sent her of her dad. Oh right. I was just like I was like where is this going? But but she's just like it's just giving her something to be doing in her quarters. Mm-hmm. She's like looking through a um through a box of her dad's old stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's interesting. It like, was all dildos. It was all dildos. All dildos, <laughs> all the way down. Yeah, it was just vintage pornography. Uh-huh. But like, <laughs> but yeah, she's, but yeah, it was, it was interesting that she had all this interesting stuff out mm-hmm. from this box and that she's playing with like an old, old teddy bear. And I'm just like, oh, what's going on here? But it's just not, doesn't come apart, up again at all. It's like F plot. <laughs> yes, yeah, F plot, just mm-hmm. like, they're just like, well, what's what's Deanna going to be doing in a room? Like, she could have just been sitting there, just like reading a book, but instead yeah. they gave her this interesting thing to do, this interesting visual that thing. I want to know more about. That I want to know more about, yeah. and yeah, it's just kind of just like, no, actually, Riker's here to talk about his new girlfriend. This is or <laughs> this is literally all she does after work. She's had this box for eleven years. Yeah. She has this weird fixation on it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's just something that she does every day at five o'clock. She's just a weird hot girl. Yeah. Um. So Troy puts Riker's fears aside of losing their friendship, telling him that will never change. Mm-hmm. And this is some real poly shit right here. Yeah, this is actually a really sweet conversation between the two of them. It was like this is another excellent character uh, moment mm-hmm. in this, and just like you know, just like you know, building on their you know year. What well, at this point it has to be like decades long for them almost. Yeah, I mean, yes, he's, uh, yeah, it's it's got to be because they knew each other beforehand, right? Exactly. So it's like so they so this is like uh like building on like their like this thing, and it's and it's a sweet moment because mm-hmm. yeah, and, and you can, and also I think um, Mira Nasertis plays it very well because you can kind of sense like there's a little bit of hurt in her yeah in her voice when when he when he she's told about she's like Riker's no no, like, no no not my dick <laughs> yeah yeah like just like but it's very it's a very subtle way it's excellent and she's just like you know kind of like has a little bit of hurt because like mm-hmm. when Riker's telling her about his like you know 16th girlfriend right <laughs> this, this 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 uh this season pretty much. Uh, yeah she's like <laughs> again Riker. but it's just like but yeah it's just it's just it's just a great little great little character moment and just yeah i it was like this episode just like pops on all 
on all uh, all cylinders. cylinders. Yeah, it's great. So Riker's pleased and leaves to go see Soren. But instead of Soren, he finds Krite, <laughs> that motherfucker, in Soren's quarters, who informs him that she's been arrested. And Riker immediately goes to the planet to check it out. He's motherfucking pissed. Yeah. Riker ready to fight. This yeah. whole this whole episode, he's ready to fuck or ready to fight, and it's a great Riker episode. Yeah, he was ready to fight the, their entire judicial system. Yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> he was like He's fucking like taking numbers of the Supreme Court and shit, following <laughs> yeah. people home. Yeah. Like, you motherfucker! I'm gonna fucking make Ta- your face a different face, you dumbass piece of shit. Time, time to call in a bomb threat. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, World Trade Center. Hello, Janai World Trade Center. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm working think- with Janai George Bush. Do you think after their 9-11, the Janai still, uh, you know, don't have a gender binary? Yeah. That's hard to say. No. Yeah. I mean, 9-11 brought out, brought out bad stuff in everybody. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it would bring the gender binary back. Who, who do you think won 9-11? Who won 9-11? Who won 9-11? Dick Cheney, George Bush. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the entire did. the entire the entire military industrial complex. Yeah. <laughs> like they really They did win. A couple people win. in Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're the biggest winners there are. A couple people in Afghanistan. Yeah. Contractors. Contractors. Yeah, we're not talking about uh, the Eric, people. Eric Prince. This is not the people of Iraq or the people oh, of never. Afghanistan. No, no, it's it's, no, it's no. military contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like yeah, like one uh one guy who like was exiled from Iraq who came back to like lead their government. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, you know, those people. Yeah. So uh Riker intrudes on the court proceedings just fucking kicks the door down yeah he's he's ready to he's ready to just like fist fight that judge yeah he's like give me your gavel or <laughs> yeah. i brought my own gavel <laughs> that would, that would be, what a power move that would be just like to interrupt a court proceeding with your own gavel just with, like with a gavel knocking that's bigger. on things yeah <laughs> just like i'm the judge now. and then the judge keeps on like trying to like get everyone's attention but you have the bigger gavel yeah. and you're standing up and shit and you're like hitting the fucking bench yeah yeah our table with it shut up judge yeah <laughs> but then you have the bailiff to deal with yeah but the I, 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 have... I, could, I could fight most bailiffs i think yeah, i, I, I think don't think so. they have a gun no all bailiffs i've seen have just been like some old guy yeah you could take them i could f- if any bailiffs are listening to this fight me fight you oh. yeah We'll do a fight for charity. A bab. All bailiffs I'll are give bastards. all the proceedings to probably my medical fund because <laughs> yeah. there's probably one big ass fucking bailiff out there who can crush me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, fuck soy trap. <laughs> I'm gonna take that motherfucker down. <laughs> come, come find me, big bailiff. Yeah, I'll, I'll fight you. Yeah, I'll, 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 what I'll do is I'll get on all fours behind them, mm-hmm. and then, oh, and then and I'll you push them over. And then you push them over, and like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that's how I'll get them. Oh, and I'll poke them in the eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that bailiff wouldn't have known it's a tag uh, team. It's a tag team match. I see you know three stooges. <laughs> tag team match, motherfucker. <laughs> um. God, I wish there was a tag team that was just the Three Stooges. That would a be trios awesome. team. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Was that? I'm, I'm guessing it had to be. That had to be like the like a 
like a wrestling persona for a group of three guys. Maybe. I mean, I mean we had like the the Dudley boys. Yeah. That was like a whole bunch of different dudes. I mean, it was two core dudes who were always with yeah, the Dudley boys dudes, and then the, three other dudes who yeah. were with them at different times. Yeah, and, and like ECW and stuff. Like mm-hmm. there was like um uh Big Dick Dudley. Yeah. And there was um Spike Dudley, I think. Yeah, Spike Dudley. Yeah, Spike Dudley. Yeah, that guy with the blonde hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep, pretty cool. Yeah, just I just pulled that out of like, a weird memory hole. Uh huh. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, stick your dick in that memory hole. Ooh. I bet it's juicy. <laughs> I'll bet that shit juicy. <laughs> okay. Um. So, uh, Riker intrudes on the proceedings, and he's like, "You're out of order." And uh, pleads to Nor, the judge, for Soren's release, saying he forced himself on Soren and acted inappropriately. And everything is his fault. Mm. Uh, and they're like, Soren, is this true? And, and Soren's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Soren's very unhelpful at this point. <laughs> yeah. Soren <laughs> is tired of living this whole charade and owns up to the act. She makes a plea for acceptance of all those with gender identities, saying that no one is hurt or affected anybody and that they are all like everyone else and just want to be accepted for who they are. Uh, Nor allows her to speak, but with blank expression, not giving any sort of opinion whatsoever. We find that the tribunal, incapable of having an open mind, sentences Soren to receive treatment the following day. Treatment. Mm. What do you think treatment is? Treatment. Uh, I think it's definitely like some sort of torture, brainwashing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Probably genital mutilation. Yeah, but it does. But as I was saying, like it, le- it don't, you don't see it, so it leads it up to interpretation. Do it they really just, does. Do they reason with Soren, or do mm-hmm. they torture and brainwash Soren? Right. Because like also it's like yeah, Soren does later doesn't give any indication. Do they, do they make them watch enough MMA to where they're no longer <laughs> trans? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like kind of like there's like a baseline. Like they're like okay, they first they get like where they are on that spectrum, and they're like mm-hmm. based on that they they get they give them like gendered stuff to <laughs> yeah. until it goes. They see like the little like lever going until it's the middle. <laughs> so, um, uh, tr- Riker asks the tribunal for permission to give Soren asylum aboard the Enterprise in lieu of treatment, saying that uh, they never have to see her ever again. But the request? Denied. As the Janai see Soren's condition as a simple sickness they have an obligation to cure. Would, would like, well, what couldn't, like, Soren, like, well, I think, it did, would Riker have to appeal to, like, some authority to get to grant Soren asylum, or could... Soren would have to, like, apply for asylum themselves. Mm-hmm to the Federation. Because also, and, like, there was that episode where Riker, another episode where Riker bangs bangs his way into trouble. Like, the one, you know, we watched with the um, two pans, you know. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Like, because uh, then they end up giving um, asylum to that that one uh, uh, scientist who invented mm-hmm. their warp drive. Right. The warp drive. But she doesn't, she just, like, goes along with him. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, yeah, I can't. I don't fit in here. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so you think like Soren could also just be like, "Beat me away! I hate this place." Especially since they're another warp capable species. Like I feel like at that point it's like, yeah, people can leave or do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. 
Indeed. Uh, back on the Enterprise, we finally have a Picard scene. And this is like yeah. his only time we see him in this episode. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, it's interesting. Like Some of the best episodes, I think, are the ones with like the least captain, which yeah. is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I like yeah, and, and I like how there's enough characters with rich enough backstories. Like you, yeah, you, you can, you can circle. You can not to circle back to Picard every mm-hmm. episode. You can just be in the background, yeah, being stern, giving dad lectures. Mm-hmm. Um, so Picard offers to negotiate with Nor uh, in the Janai uh, for Soren's release. He urges Riker not to take matters into his own hands, as he would be violating the Prime Directive if he does. Thus, putting himself and losing his career at Starfleet at risk. Riker, however, is convinced the Janai's minds are set and any negotiation would be useless. Worf kind of overcomes his prejudice mm-hmm. uh, after hearing about these events and uh, offers to help Riker save his girlfriend. But literally, like we were saying, like, Worf just wants to have a fight. Yeah, yeah. Worf doesn't care. He's not like, oh, I see now. Uh, gender is a social construct. Yeah. And, uh, people should be what they want to be. He's like, I don't care if it's a guy or a girl. I just want to punch some dude's face. <laughs> and it's funny because you think his job as chief security officer would not be breaking the prime directive we would be yeah like hearing there would be he- a hold Riker back and be yeah, like no that's yeah. gonna like not secure us yeah hearing yeah he, getting not having knowledge that um an i one of your commanding officers is about to do a treason <laughs> about to do do like a crime and instead he's just like i'm in yeah. <laughs> it's just like Worf, you're not even doing your job, man. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to fight, man. That's he just it. wants to fight. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, well, do I go snitch on Riker to Picard and Picard keeps him from doing this and we just calmly put uh, Riker in and hold? Mm-hmm. Or do I go the route where I get to just go and punch a bunch of unsuspecting people in the face, get to wear my ninja purple, out- my purple ninja outfit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say the punch in the face. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's like, on the board. He's like, I already, I already ironed my purple ninja outfit. <laughs> I'm, I'm going down there. <laughs> so that same evening, Riker and Worf go to lead a rescue mission together to save Soren. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a big fight with security guards, they're able to get Soren away. However, they're too late. Mm. Soren has already undergone the psychotectic treatment what do you think psychotectic means yeah i guess that, i guess i calling it that yeah that does sound like it's like some sort of um brain thing brain thing yeah yeah telekinesis technique. Yeah, yeah right like maybe they have like a mind meld type thing where like yeah. i'm taking away your gender yeah yeah or like a lobot like kind of do sort of like a non-invasive lobotomy mm-hmm. type thing yeah, yeah. Um, so Soren's already undergone the treatment and has no more interest for Riker. I don't understand how you can have no interest in Riker even mm-hmm. after a psychotectic treatment. Yeah. Like, Riker is daddy. <laughs> we all know this. Yeah. He's, he's like capable of being sexy in ways like we haven't really seen like any other, no. like leading male actor be sexy since, let's no. be honest. Like we, he said, yeah, like that line, exobotany, no yeah. one can say, no one can say that line. No, be sexy with it. No, no, I, but I, Jonathan Frakes. I maybe I think Matt Berry might be able to do it. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Exobotany. I'm very interested in exobotany. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Something, yeah. Something covered in smarm. And I, think I, I saw a clip from him from some show mm-hmm. where he's like, well, you didn't count on one thing. My pockets, 29 dog shits. <laughs> like he reaches, he didn't, oh, he's like, yeah, he, throws, he reaches into his pockets and throws 29 dog poops on these people who have captured him. It's really good. Cool. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Um, so Soren apologizes to reaching out to Riker and explains that her urges were terrible or their urges. Yeah, I guess I they're back to, they're back to they, them. They got brainwashed by, um, by yeah. big gay at the, at the, at the public <laughs> school. Did. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you got to join your school board. We're doing a whole movement here. You yeah. see? Yeah. Yeah. That would be funny if like, yeah, at the end of the episode, Riker puts a make America great again hat. And he's just like, <laughs> not on my school board. They're just super straight hat or something. Yeah. Super straight. Mm-hmm. Um, so Soren starts to go back, but Riker makes one last attempt and tries to tell Soren that he loves them. Wow. Soren apologizes to Riker and leaves. Damn, son. Damn, damn, damn. damn. And that's the that's the, probably the first time Riker's been shut down, really. I know. That's the first time Yeah, that's that's insane. Like he has a But what did it he take? has a better batting average than fucking elite <laughs> baseball, brother. What did it take, though? It took brainwashing. It literally took brainwashing in order to get that pussy dried mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks, man. And even then, a little loop. Yeah. You know, yeah. Situation could change. Situation could change. Situation could change. Ding dong. Um, so, uh, after warning... Uh, buoys have been deployed around the null space pocket the Enterprise is prepared to leave the system. Picard asks Riker if all their business with the Janai is finished and Riker answers without emotion finished sir. Picard orders Ensign Gates to take the Enterprise to warp 6 while Riker steers ahead forlorn distraught sad and defeated. Yeah. He has the he has the greatest blue balls of history here. (laughs) I do like how, yeah, he's just like, he's just faced with the inevitability. Like, he can't do anything to change. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's great. Like, and yeah, just that line where it's like, he's just like, yeah, he's just like, you know what? We're ready to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, nothing, no, no more, no more business. And then also, like, Picard said that, like, he's like, I know you're doing ninja shit on that planet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know Worf went down with you. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Worf told on himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, what do you think of this episode? Uh, I really love this episode. It's great. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. The acting, the uh, performances, all top notch. Mm-hmm. Like it deals with a subject that's like still relevant, even more relevant now. It's like more. Mm-hmm. It's even like this. This like this has more. This is has probably has more effect on people now than it did in 1999. Probably mm-hmm. you know where. In, like it's not like a topic that was really discussed and no. it was only something that was probably only gen- genuinely felt by actual like you know trans people at that time yeah <laughs> you know, for sure whether or not they were out or or not you know because i'm sure that at that point there was a lot of people just like concealing their truths and so that's probably probably a great it's the left-handed chart brother 
Yeah, left hand. You know, when they stopped believing that left-handed people were demons, we found out that like yeah. we had a lot more left-handed people than we thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure this episode was like, you know, very resounding now and then, and I'm sure even more now. It's like, uh, yeah, it's it's a great it's a great episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, I loved all the scenes. Like said, there's like no no action. It's just like great, just like you know moral quandary mm-hmm. uh, episode which we love i think those are i think both of our favorite episodes of star trek yeah, yeah. moral quandary episodes absolutely like something that's kind of like uh, something that's kind of long that's like kind of yeah. actually low budget i like the lower budget Very episodes budget. of star trek yeah like the null space is just mm-hmm. just a white room yeah <laughs> like it's they didn't have to they didn't have to do any real interesting special effects but we mm-hmm. understood yeah that's what null space would look like yeah yeah okay. yeah absolutely yeah and yeah just like you know and everyone the same dumb wig yeah uh, <laughs> so i want to talk more about like uh the production of this episode and the mm-hmm. story and like what went into it because i think that's even more interesting than the episode itself in yeah. a lot of ways mm-hmm. uh so we're going to start out with a, a quote from michael pillar who said um Gene Roddenberry had been barraged by letters and had discussed with us before his uh, death the possibility of having two men hold hands in some scene. However, neither Pillar nor Rick Berman felt this was an appropriate way to handle the matter. And Berman said, <clears throat> quote, We've been spending a lot of time wrestling with all the elements of the requests of the gay community for us to involve a gay ca- character in the show. It got a lot of publicity, both good and bad. We wrestled with a lot of different stories and came up with a very obvious metaphor to the gay community and the intolerances they receive on this planet. So it wasn't even supposed to be a trans allegory. It was supposed to be a gay allegory, Mm. according to Rick Berman. Mm. Um, Jerry Taylor, who wrote the episode, said, uh, I really wanted to write the episode because partly it would be controversial, and I welcome that. The idea of any drama that is to touch people's feelings and engage them, whether... You make them laugh, cry, angry. As long as you stir something in them, then you've been successful, and I know this would touch a lot of buttons and a lot of people. She added, I am not a gay person, but as a woman, I do consider myself in a particular minority. I know what it feels like to be disenfranchised, not in that precise way, and I felt like I had a touchstone to some of the feelings that must be involved. Mm-hmm. Mm. I do feel that came out, you know, especially during like um, where you know, like Beverly genuinely believes like they're a uh, you know have have reached like g- true gender equality in their society. And mm-hmm. Seen later, Worf is saying saying misogynistic bullshit, you know, mm-hmm. just completely out of pocket in front of everyone with and doesn't feel there should be any recourse for that, you know. So it's just like, and I do feel like yeah, that's something that women experience just like you know kind mm-hmm. of believing out oh i'm 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 on i'm on the same level as this person and just being like shot down and cut down with rude remarks like that fair fair um so interestingly enough there were two lines of dialogue that were cut from the final episode airing uh, nor explaining to Riker that the Janai are by all measurements an enlightened race and Riker asking then how is it that Soren has no choice about her sexual orientation? Mm. And it's interesting that they cut that out, and I yeah. don't know why. I think because, like, as Berman was saying, you know, that, you know, he believes this was to be a gay alleg- you know, gay allegory mm-hmm. instead of a trans allegory. And so I think, like, um, probably implying, like, 
that may well i mean it would be it would be a trans character but that's probably not how rick saw it yeah i saw it as a male character yeah probably saw it as a male character and probably yeah. saw it as a gay allegory and he's yeah. like oh this will be good for the gay community but it's like uh and so uh, i kind of wanted to get into that um it, so after the episode aired the producers received many letters uh, critical of the installment many of these were from social conservatives however more objections came from the gay community who believed that the episode was too oblique and didn't go far enough yeah. in particular they noted that homosexuality was not even mentioned no it wasn't it, which like it should have been a picard moment where he was like uh you know books of the past say of like intolerance towards homosexuality which today we find laughable yeah. or something like that you know yeah i think i think yeah i mean i mean for one rick berman it's too afraid to put that in there right they're not afraid to talk about certain things like capitalism yeah or just like intolerant like racism but like they're really afraid to talk about fucking mm -hmm. gay people and yeah, i'm like yeah. why yeah i think yeah I mean, you're not gonna piss off trekkies and the ones you piss off <clears throat> good yeah, uh, yeah it's 1992 so i think you know you know like definitely like there was very very low acceptance mm-hmm for gay people, especially like after the AIDS epidemic and everything else, there was still like negative connotation with the gay community. And so I think like Rick Berman was probably definitely afraid too. Yeah, put, yeah put, Rick Berman was afraid. He's, yeah. a, he's a scared little bitch. Yeah, to put that, what he put, is. Any, put any sort of direct reference. So yeah, it definitely had to rely heavily on allegory. Heavily. Heavily. Um, Heavily in a way that makes it like more woke today, but yeah. in a way they didn't mean for it to yeah. be at all. Yeah. So I'm wondering if like, yeah, that was like the very true, like, like that, like Soren was supposed to be biologically like a male character. Mm -hmm. And they tried to keep, you know, just to say, oh, the androgynous, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. not, not go into specifics of what kind of genitals, uh, you know or like or how they really present itself they're just like oh i present as a female yeah yeah it would have been maybe even better if they just talked about gender without like the sex discussion yeah 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 but yeah. you know um the, the episode's still good and i think is aged incredibly well but yeah. completely on accident yeah completely on accident because yeah i don't think i yeah like as you're saying i don't think they meant it to be a trans allegory mm -hmm. like i'm sure rick, probably rick berman probably didn't even consider well, yeah like a trans allegory to be associated with it like yeah. he just saw it as a gay as a as a gay story mm -hmm. and um and yeah yeah it turns out to be like you know, now yeah it's a, definitely a trans allegory for that yeah and to kind of close it out rick berman recalled uh quote we thought we had made a very positive statement about sexual prejudice in a distinctly star trek way but we still got letters from those who thought it was just our way of washing our hands of the quote homosexual situation <laughs> <coughs> i um really don't love that wording no yeah it's very strange mm -hmm. the situation the homosexual situation yeah. what is the homosexual situation is it the situation from jersey shore that he <laughs> ended gay? yeah um, it's 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 gay gay mm -hmm. situation from jersey shore yeah uh and then yeah i just wanted to uh read this last thing about jonathan frakes and his uh his want for uh the guy in the cast so he criticized the decision to cast a woman uh, or women in the roles of the janai saying quote i don't think they were gutsy enough to take it where they should have soren should have been obviously male mm -hmm. 
We've gotten a lot of mail on the episode, uh, but I'm not sure it was as good as it could have been. If they were trying to do what they call a gay episode. Uh, when advised of Frake's comments, Brandon Braga mused, if it would have been a man playing the role, would Frakes have kissed him? I think Jonathan would have because he's a gutsy guy. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, so so Bragg is really just backing that up. Yeah, Jonathan Frakes I would have 100%. He would have so kissed him. Yeah, Jonathan Frakes, like, he is not afraid, like, of just, like, fully losing himself in the role. Like, he went yeah. into the tar of yeah. Armas. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, and it, that was, like, all printer ink and fucking, like, yeah. in, like, high C or something like yeah. that. It was, Riker, or Riker, fiber, I think. Yeah, like, Riker, yeah. Cares like about, yeah. Riker cares about the art. He cares yeah. about the performance, mm-hmm. and Riker would have made out so hard. Uh, yeah, he would have been like, "You need a second take. You need a third a take. take. You yeah. need a fourth take." Right? Yeah, I mean, I'll fucking suck on his beard all day, motherfucker. And I think, and, and but yeah, and I think that would have worked both ways mm-hmm. to re- further enforce, like, as their original intention to have it as a gay as a gay allegory, but also more so as a trans allegory as well, especially with Soren being like, you know. Like saying like I identify as a woman, mm-hmm. and but for the you know back then they they're like oh you know this you know Soren saying that he's a bottom, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so it's, that's that's what they you know the 1992 read of that line right would be. right right but like you know obviously it would be a you know, trans um, affirmation yeah and so yeah. and because of <clears throat> the trans what was it the homosexual issue yeah homosexual situation. situation yeah yeah the trans situation i think this episode has like aged pretty well uh although like knowing what we do about its production about what they intended to do and what they failed mm-hmm. to do on that i think it has less impact mm-hmm. which kind of sucks yeah um but we we now know jonathan frakes motherfucking king motherfucking king motherfucking king that's yeah, I mean, he, say. he, I mean, he does, he does a, like, capital A job in this, mm-hmm. in this role, like, and I do wish they did, they did, they did uh, give him a male actor to act against, I think, mm-hmm. I think that would have definitely, like, brought it home, and yeah, you could, yeah. you could read it either way. Almost. Yeah, imagine, imagine him hitting on a twink. Yeah. It's just, like, Go, it's good, him, it's good shit. Him going to beat up a bunch of people to save his twink, that would yeah. be amazing. That would have been so good. And then it's Twink being like, sorry, I'm they, them now. And he's like, that's okay. That's all right. Three to beam up. <laughs> um, oh, where's your friends? <laughs> four to beam up? Worf, you can stay. We don't need you Yeah, anymore. we don't need you anymore, Worf. <laughs> uh, Fuck you, Worf. <laughs> And yeah, and rewatching this also, I get, did get a lot of like vibes from. I was talking with you about like um, Ursula K. Le Guin's like that left hand of darkness. Yeah, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of connections to that. Just like mm-hmm. having like an androg- genderless species yeah. that and um, and how that sort of like that how that operates and you know and and just the in seeing as choosing one gender to live as permanently being like um being uncouth in their culture mm-hmm. just like because like in the, and and um in the in the book uh, left hand darkness they're called perverts to have their genitals out Hell year yeah. round. that i mean 
that rocks. <laughs> I wish society would just let call me a pervert and let me do that. Yeah. Instead, I uh, get put on uh, the sex offender registry <laughs> list, baby. Yeah. You already got to do. Yeah. Anything else to say about this? I don't think so. Yeah. I uh, I, I really like the episode. It's aged well. Knowing what I know about the episode, it really kind of um, degrades it a little bit. Yeah, I mean... Fuck Rick Berman. Fuck Rick Berman. <laughs> is he... Is he oh, oh, I'm still in the voice. Fuck, fuck Rick Berman. Fuck Rick Berman. And you definitely see that with any sort of episode that really pushes the... Uh, any sort of, like, social issue. Mm-hmm. Any sort of, like, hot-button social issue. Uh, in early in early Trek, like in TG and stuff, mm-hmm. you could go and read like the show production notes and see like, oh, Rick Berman was, was yeah, yeah, <laughs> was Rick, Rick to this. Berman made it not as good. <laughs> yeah, Rick, Rick, like I think I also yeah, like the uh, the episode with Lol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, there was supposed oh, oh uh, Pell, no, uh, Lol. Oh okay. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Data, uh, data's data's daughter. Da- okay, Data's daughter. Um, yeah. uh, like when Lol was looking at human. Uh, human sexuality like mm. they were supposed to be like a same-sex couple mm-hmm. that they looked at and Rick Berman was like no don't do that <laughs> yeah and then um in in um rules of acquisition mm-hmm. they didn't let fucking quark fuck the the twink no they didn't no they didn't let him go gay and then figure out it wasn't gay yeah. which would have been really good yeah yeah should we won't we want quark to go gay folks. <laughs> yeah. i mean he has with odo we know that yeah we know that that's got, yeah that's, a that's very implied yeah very implied. very implied yeah but uh good episode definitely recommend you go watch i give it a solid you know what eight out eight out of ten actually yeah that's a great episode mm-hmm. i think like it's you know that kind of trek that you don't really see anymore yeah like, yeah slow paced but has something important to tell you something important to say just like and yeah it's it's just a whole episode of people talking and mm-hmm. it's fantastic it's captivating it, it'll it makes you think makes you like you it know makes you drink makes you drink it'll open up sort of it makes it, you stink it opens up conversations with people mm-hmm. you know no, it's like it's a good it's a good episode. It's good for memes too about the they them pussy baby. Good, yeah, like the I you know the um uh the scene where um Soren's like tell me about your genitals. <laughs> you know, I think it's gotten yeah. a lot of uh got gotten a lot of memes made out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't. He talks about his people's genitals, but she yeah. was just like dick pics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like well, we yeah, it's a. I mean, the average is approximately uh, three inches <laughs> long. So, so you know, I'm working with you know, like 150 percent the average, which is way off the bell curve. <laughs> um, yeah, Soren was just like, "No, I want to know about yours specifically." Yeah, yeah. Tell me about your smegma. <laughs> How does it smell? Give, give me a whiff. Give me a whiff. Give, Put it on your fingers. Give me a whiff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good place to leave it. Yeah, I think so. Yep. <laughs> we uh, should just do that at any sort of like any sort of mention of smegma. We're like, that's the end of the episode. Yes. That could be the middle of the episode. We're like, all right, and that's the end. We're done. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Uh, yeah. So thanks for hanging with us, soldiers. Be well, travel safe, and I'd uh, recommend going and watching the outcasts. Go watch it. Thanks for checking with the soy boys, girls, and the beans. Hang, Hang dong, dong and, and shocker. shocker.